Good morning, Christ Fellowship. If you would, open your Bibles to uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 17, Luke 6, verse 17, and uh, I'm really encouraged. I heard several testimonies about people coming to the Lord this this past week here at Christ Fellowship, uh, college, high school, and elementary, so uh, all all the way around, so it's pretty exciting. And uh, love that. We love, you know, want people to come to know Jesus. And there's just nothing like walking with Jesus Christ. And I'll, I'll say a bit about my own story in just a second about that. But uh, we're starting a new series today, and I'll say a little bit more about it, but I'm calling the series Basic Training with Jesus. So this is a great day if you're visiting to kind of plug in and, and jump in with us. We're going to be looking at this. It's the Sermon on the Plain in Luke, in kind of in comparison with the Sermon on the Mount. You've heard about the Sermon on the Mount in, uh, in Matthew, and this is kind of the uh, 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 squeezed down version of the Sermon on the Mount. So let's read a few verses together. Verse 17 through 26. Jesus went down with them. He'd just chosen the twelve apostles. He went down with them and stood on a level place. That's where the Sermon on the Plain comes from, right there. A large crowd of his disciples was there. And a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coast of Tyre and Sidon who'd come to hear Him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured. And the people all tried to touch Him because power was coming from Him and healing them. Healing them all. Looking at His disciples, He said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you've already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. So, wow, that's kind of like, kind of like a heavy word, isn't it? You know, just the, he starts his sermon off, you know, kind of a heavy word. I'm starting the sermon off with a heavy sounding thing. But here's the thing about the words of Jesus. And I want to just everybody be clear on this. It's like, you know, there's a lot of questions that are being asked in our culture and we process through those things. What about this ethical decision? What about that? You know, And before we even get to those things, and really before we get to what Jesus is saying here, it really helps if you back up and you go, wait a minute, He was raised from the dead by the power of God, and He's the Lord and the King. Okay, The reason I'm saying that is His words have authority. And there's there's pieces of this that we hear it and we go, I don't think that way. That feels different to me. And that's what we're talking about today. It does feel different. It's kind of a, whoa, you know? But because of, you know, it's like uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a message called uh, The Good News About Jesus Christ. And the good news about Jesus is an announcement that Jesus is the King. That's what he went out. He said, the kingdom of God is here. And it's this announcement that everything has changed in the coming life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. The whole world has changed and it will never, ever be the same again. Now, what do we do about that? And this sermon on the plain is Jesus explaining to us what it's like to live in the kingdom. And it's upside down for us. It's different. And so, 
This thing about the resurrection, you know, when you start seeing that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, then you want to, like, how do I order my life according to Jesus? When I was a college senior, kind of look over this direction, when I was a college senior, my life was literally falling apart. And it was un- unhinging at the seams. And I began to think about death and what, you know, I-, I couldn't find a way out of this pain that I was in. And one night, crying my eyes out, I remembered Jesus or I had a vision of Jesus. I don't know how to say it. My eyes were closed, but I saw Jesus before me with a white robe, a gold sash, and he's smiling, going like this. And I said, Jesus, if that's you, you've got to save me because I am so lost right now. And I met Jesus that night. I really met Jesus Christ. And my life has been radically changed ever since. And, you know, when you experience Jesus like that, all of a sudden your grid does get shifted. And all of a sudden, you really get more open to trying to order life according to the way He's teaching us to live. And so even when we hear something, we go, uh, uh, I, I don't totally understand that. We're open because we go, you know what? I may not be fully in line with Jesus yet. Maybe there's some things about my thinking or my heart that needs to get in line with Jesus. So, Jesus has just appointed 12 apostles. I was trying to think of a good, what's a good illustration of this? And, and I don't know if this works. I, I tried it in the first service. It had moderate success. We'll try it again here. I don't know if we have any more soccer players. But imagine, yeah, I know we've got some soccer fans, but imagine like all the best, all the high school soccer players in Fort Worth are together in some field out here somewhere. There's hundreds of them. And the best soccer player in all the world, I'm going to say Lionel Messi. There's two, three. It's just, I know it's a, it's, soccer's tough here. You know, it's just like they don't score enough points. It's, you know, all, all that. I know the, the critiques. But, uh, but Messi comes and he chooses 11 players that would be his very own from amongst the crowd. But he, he's, he's, he's going to teach them and the crowd. He's going to say, hey, there's a better way to play soccer. There's another level to this whole thing. And I'm going to train you and teach you in the ways of, of really good, really good soccer. Come on. Uh, really good soccer. And so Jesus comes. Oh, no, get it. I'm pulling it in. And then Jesus comes and he picks 12. And he, it's an all Israel team. And, and see, this is important. The reason I'm telling the story like this is it's important because once he chooses 12, they, they are starting to understand he sees himself as the Messiah, the one who's going to fulfill the promises that have been made to Israel. And then he comes, and the first thing he does is he chooses 12. He's explaining what the kingdom is like to them. And then he's showing them, he's demonstrating, he's speaking about the kingdom. And then he chooses 12. And for those who are really listening, they would have connected the dots. That, okay, he's connecting all that he's doing to the story of Israel. You know, and, and that he's, he's in that same flow. And the reason that's important for us to hear that in the 21st century is a lot of times we look at the Bible and we just, Jesus has some teachings and there's some few bullet points we kind of glean from it and some good things to do to help us along in our life. But, but it's much bigger than that. Jesus is wanting to pull us into the story of God. He's wanting to pull us into the story of Israel that gets finds its climax in him and then explodes by going to all of the nations of the world. You know, this is 
This is what He's pulling us into, and it's good news. Jesus is sharing now to the disciples, to the twelve, and to us the way things really are in the kingdom of God. So we've made this announcement, Jesus is the King. And then this is the way things really are in the kingdom of God. And even though it seems upside down to us, it's the way things really work. And so that's what we're looking at this morning. If I'm putting this sermon in one sentence, in a soundbite, here it is. Basic training with Jesus means reordering our lives and priorities to the kingdom of God. So that's what we want to do. That's what we want to walk into. And we're going to talk about, it's, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, but the problem is I don't always think the way Jesus would have me thinking. I veer. I drift. I get focused on a thousand different things. I have a phone. There's the internet. There's TV. There's cultural pulls and all that kind of stuff. Everybody tracking with me? Okay. Now I'm going to preach my heart out. I just need to know you're, you're there. Okay. Okay. So there's all these different pulls for us. And I just want to say, if you're new to this whole thing, checking out Christianity, then come follow. Just start taking steps of following, believing in Jesus, and your life will be revolutionized. Because it's the way we were meant to live. It's getting into the way that humanity was he made us. And it's the way we were made to live. And if you've been around for a while, I, this message is a, and these, this series of messages is a recalibration for our lives. Because we don't always think this way. We don't, next week it's love your enemies. We don't always think that way. Week after that, it's don't judge. We don't always think that way. Somebody say, Amen. Man, it's right. So let's look at this. Let's re recalibrate a bit today. Basic training with Jesus, first of all, is often different than we think. Okay? We don't think like this, but Jesus is trying to get us to expand our minds about and, and to get us to see that the kingdom is for everyone. The kingdom's for everyone. So he says, Blessed are you who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now. Now, if you're on the outside and you're longing for something, you're hungry you get to be included. It's not just the rich and famous people. Everybody gets in on this deal. Blessed are you who weep now. You're sad and you're hurting for you're going to laugh in the kingdom. Blessed are you when, people, when men hate you, exclude you, insult you, reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and be glad. I, I will tell you, I've read this passage multiple times this week. Obviously, I'm going to preach on it. It's a good idea when you're going to do that. And, and each time I've tried to, when I read this, rejoice in that day and leap for joy because anybody ever had some hard stuff happen? Maybe even because of the Lord. You know, you're trying to live a certain way and somebody was coming against you. They were insulting you. And so this rejoice and leap for joy. And there wasn't one time I did that that it wasn't awkward. But each time I did it, there was some more of God's joy that was getting on the inside of me. You know? And I, just as somebody who's spent nights laboring in the middle of the night with tears running down my face for the church, because I care about you guys. I love you guys. And there's no way I can't, I can't share what it's like. But I know that that passage really encourages me. It's an upside-down world that we're called to... And really, even the phrase... I, I use that phrase a lot talking about the kingdom, that it's upside-down. But maybe we should start saying, 
right side up. You know, like it's the way we were meant to live. Not we're just not meant to live. Uh, anyway, I didn't do that in first service. <laughs> it didn't work. But it's right side up. It's 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 like this. That's how that's how it really is. It's right side up. The people in this kingdom are welcome. They're included because of Jesus. And so look for them. Look for them. Look for these people that seem like they're on the outside and let them know the good news. And then we can rejoice and leap about this. Part of this idea of basic training, I was trying to come up with what's going to work? Basic training. You could think about it as basic training for a military kind of thing. They do basic training. I was really thinking more about weight training. And I know you guys are looking at me like, like I, I lift a lot of weights. I've done it consistently since I was in high school. It's just, ah, yeah. Actually, it's not. I, I, I listen to sermons, and I do the same thing. I do it three times a week, and, and I'm just consistent. But, and, but, but I see lots of stuff when I go there. I see people that have trainers, and they're doing basic training with these trainers. You know, they do the, you know, the, the dumbbell thing, you know, and I can't really do that because my knee... There's a lot of stuff I can't do that I just give myself a pass on. Um, but uh, but there, there's kind of two categories. So you got the category of people that come like once or twice or three times with a trainer, and then you never see them again. And they look like they're about to die, and I think they maybe agreed with that thought and then just you know, blew it off. And then there's this other category of people, and they're like, they're about as chiseled and cut as the as the trainers themselves, like these guys don't need train, you know, they're they got they got the trainer, they're laying on the bench, and the trainer's throwing their feet down, and I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be ripping my stomach in half, you know, oh, you know, and couldn't stand up straight, you know, what'd you do? I've worked out, you know. And uh, so, but what happens in, in this, if you do this kind of training and use muscles in this way, you get stronger in areas that you had not been strong in before. Does that make sense? That's the way muscle training and development works. And so that's what we're talking about in this kingdom message. You know, as we go through blessings and woes and love for enemies and judgments and all that kind of stuff. Um, anybody play college? Uh, college, that'd be a really small set. Uh, high school football. A couple. So, uh, this minute work. Uh, but, uh, so, played high school football August in Texas, two a days. It's this real, it, it, it's worse than it sounds. So it's 100 degrees in the morning with humidity in the air coming off the wet grass, and we're rolling in it, bull nettle, just doing things that humans shouldn't have to do in 100-yard blocks. The uh, I'm, I'm on the ground, I'm not going to do it, the, the crab crawl, and bear, like we were supposed to do things on two legs. And uh, there we are in the morning, crawling, and you start hitting people in your neck, you just get to where you can't even move. But all of that is for a purpose. It's training us so that we could use those muscles. And that's what's going on here, is that Jesus wants us to hear and to have our minds start to be renewed and shaped and transformed. Our hearts start to be shaped in a way that cares about other people. And He's even willing to go through hard things for the sake of Jesus Christ and His kingdom and the cross. And... Uh, you know, another way of talking about this would be to talk about culture. Because culture, the kingdom of God coming to us, is like, it's like another culture. 
that's breaking in. So, how many of you guys have ever been to another culture? It could be here in the States or it could be somewhere else. Come on, let me see your hands. You know, did you experience something that was different than the way you normally experience things? Yeah, language, food, what else? Traffic, tra- tra- obeying the traffic laws. Uh, I mean, just all kinds of stuff, right? That's different. Um, this summer, we were at our international conference, had a thousand missionaries, and, and uh, this, this one missionary, she works with Muslims, but she's hilarious. Her name's Anna. And uh, she would do the announcements each day for this big group, and she'd always tell some awkward missionary story. That, and, and the reason they're funny is because it's awkward. It's, it's, it's something different that somebody didn't know the rules or how it works. And, and the first one, I'm not going to tell many of these. I'll tell one, though. But this first one was this guy who did not know what a squatty potty was. Squatty potty, it's like, it's not, it's not up. It's, it's kind of down on the ground, and, and you do more squatty. <laughs> I got it. Okay. So he didn't know what to do. And so instead of putting his feet where the feet place is, he thought you sat there. And so to get on it good, and these things are usually not real clean, he had to angle his legs up. And, and then he went back and he, he told his host and the whole table of people that were there what had happened. And he said, man, it was, it was hard for me to use it, but I figured it out. And they're just looking at him, shocked, disgusting, you know, look, right? Um, I know for me, uh, one of those things is I went to another culture. I remember going to another culture and thinking, because I'm an American, ethnocentric, me-focused, everybody's trying to get to the United States of America. That was my whole worldview growing up, is that everybody everywhere else wanted to be here. I don't know how I figured that. It might just be a fallen thing of man. But uh, So on my first trip to Germany, I realized the Germans were actually... They're, they're good. <laughs> they're just fine with being Germans and being in Germany. And, uh, and, and what I also figured out is that even though things were different, I figured out that some things of this other culture are actually better. Even though it was strange to me at first, it finally started sinking in that it's better. Um, I was at Pete Leiniger's house in Wiesbaden, and they, they had these windows and the windows did like 10 different adjustments. It could come out on the bottom, come out on the top, sideways, the whole thing roll over, roll back. I mean, it was a, it was a technological masterpiece, work of art, when I started realizing how many things, and it fit that weather, how many things it would do. And I was like, wow, okay. Chalk one up for the Germans. You know, they, this is, this is pretty cool. My point is just to say, when the kingdom of God comes to us, when Jesus, when we start getting with the way of Jesus, it may seem strange to us at first, but He's He only wants our good. You know, and that this kingdom is for everyone, is for our good. It's for our it's the good news that everybody gets to be in on this thing. And even when we go through hard stuff, and if you haven't, I'm not wishing hard stuff on anybody, but I am telling you that. A lie that our culture tries to push into us and get us to buy into is that there's a, there's a life out there somewhere where everything just kind of rolls along and everything's good all the time. And it's just not the truth. 
You know, the picture I always use is when things are just going great is Laura Ingalls Wilder. We had this, uh, there's a show called Little House on the Prairie when I was little and everybody under, everybody under 30 even may not know the show, but, but it starts off and she's running through the fields, you know, and she's just this little girl and everything's great. Problem is life doesn't work like that all the time. And so when Jesus says, blessed are you when, when you suffer, or when you go through hard things, or when you're insulted or rejected because of my name, rejoice and be glad and leap for joy. You know, that's a like, wow, that I don't think that way. And yet, as I've gotten older and I've gone through hard stuff, you know, that's a part of life. You know, I've learned that like I need to align my thinking with the promise and the, the encouragement of the kingdom of God that Jesus brings to us. And he's calling us. Come on, follow me. But it's often different than we think. And that's the first thing. The second thing, basic training with Jesus, it's often different than we think. And it's often marked by warning signs. Warning signs. And so here he goes through the woes. Woe when you're rich and you've received all your comfort now, when you're well fed. You know, woe when you just all you do is laugh, right? When men, all men speak well of you, that's how their fathers treated the false prophets. So there's that contrast going on. So what's happening here is that the warning sign is like Jesus is saying, hey, there are things in this kingdom journey that are like, um, they're just, they're like gravity. They're inviolable. You, you can't get around, you know, if all you're trying to do is get rich, Everything go well all the time and not ever have any problems. You know, it's like a watch out because it's like there's a bridge out sign on the road. You're driving on the road, bridge out. Don't keep driving because you go off down into the, to the gully, into a ditch. And, uh, or back to the basic training metaphor that I was using earlier. You know, when, when trainers help people lift weights and all that stuff, they give warnings along the way. They say, be careful with this weight. Because you have to lift in this certain way or you can hurt yourself. You can pull muscles and, and that kind of thing. Do this thing in a certain way. Make sense? I was up there uh, at the that health club and I was working out. It was about, I don't know, five or six months ago. And they got some new equipment. They got a bunch of new equipment. And they had this one thing that was leaning backwards. So it's, it's, a, it's a squat thing, but it's leaning backwards. And so I was used to a certain kind of weight, and I put those plate, it wasn't much, but I put that amount of weight on there, and I'm expecting, you know, just to go down and do this, and you probably think, you could do like hundreds and hundreds of pounds, it wasn't, it was like 200 pounds or something, but it was backwards, and because it was backwards, it changed the whole feel, and there needed to be a warning on that thing, and I mean, there was nobody else in the room, and I, I let the release off, and it went, whoa, uh, it, you know, and it was scary. That actually kind of hurt. Um, uh, it was scary to me, you know, and, and I was like, wow, I needed a warning sign. And I asked one of the trainers about it later, and he said, oh, yeah, because it's backwards like that, it's way heavier than if it was just straight up and down. You know, and so these, these woes here for us are like warning signs. If you're going to do the way of the kingdom and walk in this way, watch out for these things. That's, that's what's going on there. Watch out. And so, deep down inside of us, we need to take stock of what's going on in our hearts. Are our hearts being given over to, I'm going to do the 
cultural thing, or I'm going to do the you know get rich thing, or I'm going to do the you know. And it's it's uh, there's there's ways that our hearts start being given over to things, our minds start being given over. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about inside out living, and that's why it's so important to be transformed in the renewing of our minds. That's why it's important to to guard our hearts because life flows out of our hearts. So really huge thing there that Jesus is trying to get us to see. And He wants us to orient our lives to His way. And when we sense our heart getting offline or our minds getting offline, it's a watch out time. Watch out. The bridge is out. So, starting to get closer to landing this plane here. And, you know, the the bottom line, and I, I always feel... Uh, I just did one of those uh, uh, strengths finder tests. And one of my top strengths is positivity. And so I always want to be, I want to be positive with everybody. I want to say, hope, future, let's go. We can do it. Um, but the reality is there's also trials along that way. There is a hope. There is a future. There's always hope in the Lord. But there's trials on that journey. And there's hard things that happen along the way. And as much as I don't want to you know, be the bearer of that news, it is through many tribulations and trials that we enter into the kingdom of God. And along this way, what that means is this training word becomes important for us so that we don't get crushed by the weight of the world, by the weight of life, by the weight of things that are coming our way. Listening to Jesus, it's really a big deal. There's a reason why God wants us to learn about this stuff and live this way so that I can be who I'm supposed to be and Lucas can be who he's supposed to be. Ben can be who he's supposed to be and Graydon be who he's supposed to be. You know, Christina be who she's supposed to be. It's it's like the longer I live, the more I realize I've got my hands full in just being me and following Jesus and being me. Ever wanted to be somebody else? Ever had that thought? I wish I had, wish I was doing what he's doing. Wish I was in their shoes and wish I had that deal. You know, the rich, the famous, the athletes, everybody that says the world in, in the world's eyes has it all together without Jesus. You can also read those stories, even this past week, of lives crumbling, breaking, and falling apart just on a broken, shady, sandy foundation that is crumbling underneath their feet. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. And so we also it's this I it's this this piece about not wanting to be somebody else is huge. The longer I've lived, you know, in 20 years of really getting to see a lot of leaders in the body of Christ and getting to see their lives up close, you know, I realize I don't want their calling. I couldn't do it. I would be crushed under it. I'm not and I'm not being humble in saying that. I'm like that would scare me. You know, and you don't want my calling. You know, and that's why we just, we learn to follow Jesus with the grace that He gives us. We do it together, but, but we do it in a way that expresses, it's all I can do to be, to do this calling. Sometimes it's more than I, sometimes it's more than I can do. But Jesus is good. Jesus is faithful. And Jesus is calling out us as His team. Like we started this, this morning, you know, the, uh, the little illustration there is that He's calling us out. And He's calling us to be a part of His team and to walk in His way, to walk in the kingdom 
path, to do training with Him, to grow up. And He's saying that my way is the way of the kingdom. And it's the best way. It's like... How many of you guys have little kids? Okay? These guys always obey us, right? And do exactly what we want them to do. And... You know, it's we're like little kids like that sometimes. You know, we know what our kids need and we try to help them, you know, and they've just they're one and a half or two and they've come into personal sovereignty and discovered no and mine, right? No mine. That's in 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 this realm of sovereignty has been established. No mine. And we still we know what's gonna help them, but they don't always do that. They do the temper tantrum, they fall down on the ground. Um, <laughs> um, and, and we're, but we're helping them. We're helping them. And finally, it starts clicking. They start understanding this new language. They start understanding the way of their parents. And that's the way it is with us. Jesus is saying, I'm trying to help you on this path. I want you to watch out for where the bridges are out. I want you to know where life and blessing and peace and hope and joy is going to be found. I want you to... Know what it means to live a truly human life and not settle for the subhuman, dehumanizing things that just destroy our lives and break us to pieces. You know, and so that's what he's calling us into. That's what this whole thing is about. That's what developing right side up priorities is about. And, you know, I don't know where you're at or what you're going through, but I know that calling you to Jesus is just the very best thing that I could possibly do into His ways and to reordering life according to Him. And here's the thing. You know, we've got a couple different kinds of people here today. And, and I, I just want to say that if you're just checking things out and you're saying, I'm thinking about becoming a follower of Jesus, then I want you to know there's an invitation here for you. He died for you. He he, he gave His life for you. He wants to bring you into a relationship with Him. It's the, it is the best life. These last years since I was 22 and met Jesus Christ have been unbelievably better than anything that happened before I met Jesus. It is the best life. But I also realize that there's others of us here that have made some kind of commitment to Jesus, but we need this we need this calibrating. We need our lives, the dials, kind of lined up so that the needle's right back up to Jesus again. Does that make sense? And it's like, the word here is surrender. And it's whether you're starting the journey or whether you've been walking with the Lord a long time, I'm calling you to the way and to the path of surrender to Jesus Christ. This is how we walk this thing out. On a daily basis, this is how we start the journey. Is surrender. Just saying, Lord, as much as I understand today, I'm Yours. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, You're the King. You're the Lord. I don't understand it all right now, but I want to follow You. And I just want to say, that's the best choice that you can ever make to start. But for everybody else, it's the best choice that you can make right now to live life in. Surrender. Okay? Amen. Y'all stand up. And let's, let's just respond to the Lord. Let's, so we've, we've listened to the words of Jesus. We've talked about Him, His way, His kingdom. And if you're visiting with us, we do this at the end of every service. We just take a little time to respond.
just, it's amazing what all the Lord is doing through worship, through the preaching. Just he, he stirs people's hearts in different ways. With the ministry team, come on up. And uh, yeah. So uh, if I could get some leaders to come on up, that'd be great. Some of our leaders. Amen. And uh, what we want to do right now is just in the moment, just do a response time to God. Just respond in the moment to God. So, uh, so Lord, just there's ones among us that we're just saying, I want to become a follower. And I want to give you a chance to respond to the Lord. There's others that are just saying, I want to recommit my life. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Then I want to encourage you to come. But whatever your need is, take advantage of this moment. It might be, hey, I need healing. Or I need prayer for my finances or job situation. Something I'm going through right now. Then just come. And don't leave today without getting help. That's the big deal. Don't leave without getting help. And just come, whatever your need is. Amen. Lord, change us, shape us, meet us today. Amen.